Hello, my name is Paul Bennett. Welcome to my humble diatribe for the day. Boxing Week. Hmm. What an inappropriate name for the week between Christmas and New Year's Day. Boxing Week never even existed. It used to be only Boxing Day. Originally, it was a day when people in the big houses gave boxes of gifts to their servants, who had had to work on Christmas Day so that their betters might enjoy their family feasts. The concept of Boxing Day survived in Canada as the notable day after Christmas on which people took time off without all the hurly-burly of Christmas visits. Eventually, it acquired an animus of its own, when it became known as the day on which one returned or exchanged Christmas gifts which were of a wrong size or otherwise unsuitable. Retailers took advantage of the people in their stores by offering items for sale during events known as Boxing Day sales. These proved so successful, indeed in many cases too successful, that merchants sought to prolong the effect and keep people buying all the way to New Year's Day, after which they could foresee a precipitous drop in sales. Thus, Boxing Week has emerged from Boxing Day, and it keeps on going. I have recently seen a car commercial for Boxing Month. Are we soon to have Boxing Quarter? I doubt it. Most businesses will give no quarter as they pursue the almighty dollar. They have long since stopped giving back pennies. Thankfully, I have never heard of any form of pugilism being directly associated with Boxing Day, Boxing Week, or Boxing Month, if one excludes hockey games, which normally take place at this time of the year. Even in hockey, players incurring penalties are boxed, though for a specific period of time and without a lid being closed. This year, no hockey, no on-ice fisticuffs, and no penalty boxing of players. For us, Boxing Day does not involve giving boxes to our servants. The only one who could remotely be thought of as a servant is Jefferson. There's no point in putting anything in a box for him. He wouldn't know what to do with it. If he did figure out that he was supposed to tear open the box in order to retrieve a gift, he would just make a mess. Unlike with a human servant, requests that the mess be cleaned up would be to no avail. He just shared Christmas with us. He did retrieve his gift from his Christmas stocking, though. We will also definitely not be doing any physical boxing or unboxing. We've had plenty enough of that, thank you very much, when we moved. Months of it, if I remember correctly. No sense spoiling the time between Christmas and New Year's with anything to do with boxing. An activity we grew to detest and to swear off for the rest of our lives. 
So maybe review a few of my thoughts about my humble diatribe for the day. First, I'm not sure that my humble diatribe for the day would have come about had it not been for COVID-19. When the pandemic surged upon us, we were still ensconced in North Bay. We had accomplished most of the projects we had set our minds to, and sitting around waiting for the pandemic to end did not sound like an appealing way to spend time. At some point, I heard various people say things like, Do something creative. Do something you've never done before. Do something you've always wanted to do. Do something to make others happy. So, I sat down and started writing and recording. I was faced with a difficult decision right at the beginning. The podcasting platform wanted me to categorize what I was doing. I thought the closest description would have been spoken word, but that turned out not to be an option. Comedy was the closest category I could find, so I used it. This gave rise to a great fear. What happens if nothing funny happens to write about? Another fear was, how am I going to come up with something to write about every week? Well, so far, these have not been grave concerns. Thank goodness, given the category. I am still amazed that something has arisen every week that might tickle out a few chuckles. If not, well, life's like that. Apologies to Reader's Digest. I was even able to write and record through the time we were moving. Remember Box City? There have been the occasional very minor disappointments. For example, there have been occasions when I have written, recorded, and published an episode only to have Penny remind me that I had left out the best part. For example, in the Box City episode, I mentioned that we had tried to clean up our house in North Bay before leaving. What I had forgotten to mention was that as I was vacuuming the house, the built-in vacuum died. Kaput. Fini. Nothing would revive it. A consultation with our vacuum guy established that a new motherboard would be required for the vacuum, something that would take a couple of weeks to arrive, quite a while after we had to be gone. So there we were with no vacuum. Okay, we'll use the older technology, a corn broom. So I started sweeping. I was mindlessly sweeping dust and dog hair, attempting to corral it onto a dustpan when things went wonky. The broom just didn't feel right. It turns out that it didn't feel right because the broom head had completely detached itself from the handle. It just lay there, inert, dead, kaput. Fini. Simple, right? You just screw the handle back onto the broom head. Well, not with a corn broom, you don't. There are no screw threads. So the corn broom really was done for. 
No more cleaning. Fortunately, our real estate agent had already arranged for the house to be professionally cleaned after our departure. I guess there was a reason why I forgot about what Penny called the best part. In retrospect, there was some irony to the situation. In the moment, it didn't feel the least bit funny. If you're interested, our blinds and toilets have been duly installed to our satisfaction. Our new domicile is indeed feeling like a home. That's a good thing, given that we'll be sitting at home for at least another month. I still have ideas for future episodes, so I'll keep on writing and recording so long as someone wants to listen. And that is my humble diatribe for the day.